Today's podcast, we are going to be talking about what the actual purpose of shame is. We hear so often that we need to bind shame, get rid of shame, but uh, that's not allowing shame to be the messenger that it's called to be, that it was created for. So we're going to be talking today about why shame is here and what is its purpose. And this all stemmed from a conversation that Glenn and Phyllis had with a couple in session. And so thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the Connection Goods podcast. This is the podcast where we break open those emotions that take us from being disconnected to connected in our relationships and with ourselves. I am your host, Tara Wages, and joining me is marriage and family therapist, clinical sexologist, Dr. Glenn Hill, and his incredible wife, Phyllis Hill. And together, they have founded The Connection Codes, which is the guide to human connection. And we are so glad you're here. Hello, world. Hi, friends. So today's podcast, we're actually going to start by reading a quote that a client gave to Glenn that we stopped everything in the moment and said, wait a minute, can you repeat that? It was so brilliant. So we wanted to read that to you guys. So he said, shame tells me I'm not in alignment with who I want to be. And it's an invitation to become a better version of myself because I'm capable of more. And he said this just in the through a course of conversation. Mm-hmm. I was like, there should be music in the background. Mm-hmm. I just thought that is stunning. I'm gonna read it again because yes, it's just so powerful. Please. Shame tells me I'm not in alignment with who I want to be. And it's an invitation to become a better version of myself because I'm capable of more. And it just stands out to me so much because we get so much pushback with people that shame is bad, shame is mm-hmm. damaging, we have to get rid of shame, especially in the faith-based community. God has freed us from shame. Shame helps you to be better. Mm-hmm. And we now know from brain scanning, we learn through guilt. If a child never experiences guilt, they stay dumb as a brick and we have the worst CPAs in the world because they don't even know how to do math. Guilt and shame are nudging us. They're just tapping us on the shoulder helping us to become the best possible version of yourself. I'm not trying to get you to drown in shame for three hours, three days, three weeks, three months. But if you're not getting hit with shame, if you're not getting nudged by guilt, you're not improving and you're just going to stay the same. Because if I do something that brings my partner pain, this is the most important person in the world to me. And if I don't get hit with guilt, I'm just going to do it again. No big deal. I wasn't even aware that it was a problem. So when Phyllis says to me, babe, I felt hurt by what you said earlier. I want to get hit with guilt where I go, oh, shoot, this is the most important person on the planet to me. And I missed with her. Maybe there's 50 million other women I could have married that would not have felt hurt by what I said. I don't know. I don't even care because this is my dance partner. This is who I live life with. And I get hit with guilt, and that's a great thing because now I will shift, adjust, and I'll be a better version of myself, a better partner for her next time. Totally. I think about a lot of the narrative around shame, too, is to not sit in your shame, which you say, don't spend three hours, don't spend, don't live in that shame. Don't let that shame hold you back from living your life. But instead, it's asking the shame, what message are you trying to tell me? What is it that I need to adjust, that Mm. I need to to work on to show up as a better version of myself? And sometimes that response is nothing. 
Absolutely. Sometimes that response is, yeah. oh, no, this was a message that I received from my childhood. Mm. So that's what the shame is saying. And I can actually just show up as myself in this moment yeah. and and not live in it. But even if you don't tune into that, if you don't take that moment to say, oh, no, this is a message from my childhood, you're just going to feel the shame. You're not going to be able to move past it. It's just going to continue to sit yeah. inside your body yeah. and weigh you down. And it's not something that you can then turn around right. and reframe the narrative to show up differently next yeah. time. Yeah, and I don't have a great science um, perspective on this yet. But the last number of weeks and months, we've been saying to people that the core emotions are tapping us on the shoulder. Phyllis calls it a text message from God, mm-hmm. which I like that mm-hmm. imagery tapping us on the shoulder, giving us a message, and frequently just asking us a question. So I'm about to jump out of an airplane. Fear says, oh, danger, beware, there's a risk of harm. Are you prepared? Mm. I'm glad I felt some fear because otherwise, me, I just love life. I'm jumping out of the plane. I'm about halfway down to the ground. I'm like, oh, crap. The dirt's approaching rapidly. I'm in trouble because I didn't listen to fear. I didn't mm. tune into fear. I'm fear-free. Fear-free person will soon be a dead person. So Because they won't have their parachute on. Exactly, because I'm just like, <laughs> seemed like a cool idea. I've heard about jumping out of a plane. If I jumped out of the plane, I'll be dead soon. Fear's just asking me, are you prepared? Are you aware? Are you paying attention? Tune in. There's danger. Beware mm. of the danger. Beware of the setting. The same with shame. Shame is just asking as a question. For me, you've seen the commercials before, has the sad children, literally they have flies all over them and they're raising money. I get flooded with guilt every time I see that because I'm thinking literally some of those children will die soon from starvation and it will be because I did not send them money. Guilt is just asking me, are you giving? Are you generous? Are you helping people? I don't have enough money to feed every child on the planet. I just don't. It'd be great Mm -hmm. if I did. I don't. And the next time I see a a commercial like that, I'm going to feel guilt again. And guilt's just nudging me, getting me to tune into myself, asking me, are you a generous person? Are you a giving person? Are you aware of those around you? Are you helping people? Good. I'm glad guilt taps me on the shoulder. And again, it doesn't mean that it's my fault. That person Mm -hmm. is suffering and possibly literally going to die but it's cueing me in, tuning me in to me as a person. Am I being the best version of myself that's possible? Yeah. It's interesting in, of course, my journey of just understanding emotion and how what a difficult beginning it was for me Mm. to even be able to tune in to myself. And I didn't know I had emotion. And I jokingly always said that uh, I didn't do emotion because Glenn had enough for both of us. And uh, I lived for many years that way, which is extremely unhealthy. And uh, I think I've shared this before that I had done some kind of testing that was, so it was like a brain scan and it was, but it was done through too hard to explain, but it was all about emotion. And when I got my scan back, I read it and I looked at the guy that was doing it and I said, this isn't me. This is my husband. Mm. And it was the freakiest thing. And he said, I've heard of that before. And when we had a long talk about it, that I yeah. only was aware of what was happening for Glenn. Right. Wow. And so my body actually showed that in a mm. test. Wow. And it was I don't, the guy doing it, I don't think he understood the impact that moment had on me that goes, wow, I am so 
not tuned into me, but I'm so highly aware of mm. Glenn, mostly because mm. he was so verbal with it all. Yeah. And so my body was just reacting to all of his stuff and unaware of my own stuff. Very fascinating how our bodies work. And it's that for many of us, and for those that are listening, you may be more like Glenn or you may relate more to me, that I had to really do this on my own, yeah. which we've done a podcast on the past about self-regulating. And part of that is I have to learn what does shame feel like for me? Yeah. And it is a feel like, what does it feel like for me? I think for many of us, we've been taught almost these definitions. Like we've been taught by someone the definition of shame. And it's, wait a minute, first of all, I would love to know if we had everyone write in, what is your definition of shame? It'd be very fascinating because I think we would get so many different mm. answers. Right. And yet they all think that they have the right and the only answer. But when you go, how does shame feel in my body? Yeah. It's that sounds really deep and it's, it is. And if we understand like the, what you read earlier, is that how I experience shame? Do I actually take shame and realize, or for me, is it just a moment of embarrassment? Yeah. And I think too often for me, shame stays on that level, which is a shallow level. Oh, it's a moment of embarrassment versus I could do this better. And this is just an opportunity for me to mm-hmm. learn from this moment and to do this better. Yeah. yeah. And that is so different because for me, when I show up in just the moment of embarrassment, that's a quick lived moment. Mm-hmm. That's a like, oh, I don't like that feeling. And I don't want to live in that moment of embarrassment. Make sure you don't do that again where it's not a learning, it's not a, I can actually grow in this moment. I can actually become a better version of myself because I can, you know? Yeah. And so for some of us, we have to dig into each one of these emotions and even go, okay, what is this for me? Yeah. And if we just run from it, mm-hmm. like, ooh, I hate the feeling of shame, so I'm not going to go anywhere near shame, mm-hmm. then we miss the growth and the opportunity that brings And to just dig into that a little further and a little deeper. And Glenn, you just shared about the fear. And I think you use the skydiving thing a lot. Um, Probably because, well, for one, you've done that. And I never have. So that would not be an example I would ever give. But I think that was a pretty high fear moment for you. We have it on video. Yes, we have it on video. I can prove that it was a fear moment for you as you were screaming bloody murder as they pushed you out of that plane. (laughs) It's all CGI. Oh, my word. It was so interesting (laughs) even in that because when you shared the story, you actually shared that it wasn't fear for you. And yet when you I watched, was so flooded with fear. This is a pre-connection because right, I was right. so flooded with fear. I didn't even know that I had fear. Yes. Amazing. Yes. That was 20 years ago. Mm. Yeah. It's so fascinating because I remember yeah. so well when we gathered the family together <laughs> and probably some friends too to watch the video. And Glenn was just like, oh, it was so amazing. It was exhilarating. And it was exhilarating. And I had no fear. And <laughs> and actually he talked about Phyllis. Phyllis wouldn't even come and watch me. She had so much fear. And all that is true. I wouldn't have gone. I wasn't going with him. I wasn't going to drive in the car. I wasn't going over there. I wasn't going to watch because I'm like, I'm not going to watch you splatter on the side of the road or wherever you would land. So romantic. No way. And I, yes, this was pre-connection codes, but it is so fascinating that you were like, oh, there's no fear. And then you watch the video and you're like, 
oh, that's the craziest thing that I'm watching. Myself. Well, our kids are just cracking yeah, up laughing. laughing and they yeah. were obviously younger then. And uh, <laughs> they were just, and I was startled. I was mm. blown away that I was experiencing, that I had experienced that because I did not even remember wow. experiencing it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I think that is true for all the emotions, but shame is definitely one that people do have a harder time identifying. And shame also has a really bad reputation Mm -hmm. because we do, we hear a lot of thought leaders say, oh, don't be in shame, ignore the shame, tell the shame no, like all of these things because they want you to live your best authentic life and not be stuck in the shame. And then we also hear that people that experience narcissism, like they're living in such deep shame all of the time that it presents that narcissism is the absence of shame, but it's reality, the deepest, like so Mm, much shame. mm, Renee Brown talks about this. And so shame has this like really bad Mm. reputation. But whenever we think about what the guide is trying to tell us, I love fear is like, are you safe? Are you protected? Are Mm. you prepared? I actually love that much better. Are you prepared? Mm. And anger is the driver. It moves us to do things. And so when we view shame as what do I need to do better? Like, how can I improve myself next time? And being able to ask that question, it's actually a really beautiful question, especially for people that want to grow, that want to live in this growth mindset and show up as your best self. Not every day. You can't do it every day, but that's what you're striving Mm. for. Shame is actually your friend Mm -hmm. to push you and encourage you and help you see what do I need and who am I and how am I showing up yeah. so I can be my wow. best self? That's, That's interesting. I want to unpack this because earlier today we had a meeting and I did not have written out any notes coming into the meeting, but I needed to, to unpack the uh, conference we had been to. I didn't have any of those notes. I didn't have names written down. And so definitely hit with shame. Like, oh my word. But what's interesting, okay, going back to just embarrassed, I could have just sat in the, oh, I'm embarrassed, and then not said, not processed that. And the missed opportunity in that Hmm. is, like, we didn't slow down enough to go, okay, what's happening with the shame? So for me to talk about that, but then that's what I'm realizing right now is if I, okay, so if I had left it in just the shallow, I'm embarrassed, that's one of those I think that's pretty quick. I'm embarrassed. So quickly get out of that. But when you go, wait a minute, I actually am feeling shame, mm. shame that I wasn't prepared, shame that I didn't have this together. Then I, the missed opportunities to go, what's happening with you? Mm. Then I would have unpacked what is happening with me Mm. right now. And that in taking care of Glenn's mom, I I don't know how to do all that I need to do with this new responsibility. Mm. And even this morning, got up super early. We've had friends staying with us, which is beautiful, wonderful, love it. But it's also distracting and takes time that then... I'm juggling. This morning, they were all leaving for the airport at 6.30 a.m., so I got up even earlier to spend those last moments with them. 
then went immediately from that to a shower to taking his mom to the hospital where she's getting blood work done. She wasn't feeling well. She got really dizzy afterwards. Mm. And so I'm so aware of her and then got home and then was like trying to get her something to drink and something to eat and settled before I got to this meeting. So then I come into a meeting unprepared, but look at what's going on around mm. me, yeah. right? And that's the stuff I need to process. Mm. That is all the stuff right, right. that I need to show up authentically in because otherwise, if I just let it be in a, a moment of embarrassment, then I'm like, let's just sweep that under the rug real quick because I normally got it together. I normally have my lists and I normally am walking into meetings prepared. Yeah. But it's, I can't ignore all the other stuff that's going on. But sometimes I think we don't get to that level. We don't process all that because we're so allergic to shame. Yeah. We don't want to be there. We don't want to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, and the, what else is going on around it. Yeah, yeah. And a couple connection codes protocols that are so pertinent there, exactly what you're describing. When we follow people's energy till the end, you don't know what the end is, but you can feel it when you get there. So we're following people's energy. And so when Phyllis says, I feel shame, and we were in a meeting, it's international, so we had to, we were going fast. But in that moment, if we're able to follow your energy and go, oh, what's happening with the shame? And then you convey it and we go, so what else is happening? And I mm. encourage you to always do that. Because so what else is happening with that? Then we would find out the right. deeper, oh, so there's fear for happening with Phyllis. Oh, and there's sadness. There's mm. a pain experience. And then we find all of her. Right. We did a podcast right. on the iceberg. Mm. Now we're going deeper and deeper. We're finding out, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. there's a whole lot happening with this human here. And we need to really be aware of her, tune into her. And then the other Connection Coast protocol that I think is so important is that shame we identify as the most dangerous of the core emotions. And danger is neutral. It's not good, bad, or wrong. It just is. Danger tells us to, to pay attention, to tune in, to be aware. It's a fear experience. So shame is the most dangerous of the core emotions because unprocessed shame becomes mm. toxic. And this is the reason. It's a weird thing because, again, a lot of people go, oh, we're getting rid of shame, eliminate shame, ignore shame, push, bind shame, whatever. And that actually makes it worse, not better. So in reality, we're trying to get people to process the shame because unprocessed shame becomes toxic. And now you're going to get strangled with it. Now you're going to be just destroyed uh, by it. So yes, we want people to be shame free, but that's because they process the shame, not because they ignore the shame, right. not because they said no shame. No, actually we want them to grab the shame and go, what message are you trying to tell me here? What am I missing here? Oh, okay. I wasn't the best version of myself there. Yeah. I think I can shift that, do that a little bit better next time. And those, that literally can take eight seconds, six seconds. So it's not that you're drowning in shame for three hours. You're literally grabbing, what's the message here? What am I missing? Got it. And now you're rolling and now you're more powerful. You're a better version of yourself. Yeah. I want to say that again. We want people to be shame free, yep. but that's because they've processed the exactly. shame, not yep. because they've ignored yep. it. Yep. I think that is so mm -hmm. incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. yep. And just like what Glenn said, if you miss that, how you process it is by asking yourself what is happening mm. there yep. and when you can actually say it out loud yep. there is power 
in vocalizing it mm-hmm. opposed to just thinking it. So if you're in a place, if you're mm-hmm. in your car and you've left a meeting and you are hit with shame mm-hmm. in that meeting for mm-hmm. you to be in your car and be like, Ooh, I felt shame in that meeting because mm-hmm. I was not as prepared as I yeah. should have been. Yeah. One that helps it get out of your body, mm-hmm. literally physically. Cause you're now saying right. it, you're yeah. speaking it out. Yeah. Two, it cues you in of how can I be better tomorrow? Okay, I need to prep tonight for tomorrow's right. meeting, yeah. or I need to get up a little earlier to mm. prep for tomorrow's meeting, yeah. or this didn't kill me. And worst case, I show up tomorrow and I'm not prepared. I'm not going to feel yeah. like the worst human yeah. alive <laughs> because I can process this. Because I yeah. think that often yeah. we weigh ourselves down yeah. so much, we don't give ourselves space to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And then that's where people get really bugged down into life. We want to listen to the shame to better ourselves, but also recognize that it's not going to kill us when we feel shame. Yeah. That shame is there just to tell us something and it's not there to beat ourselves up over life. Yeah. And this may sound weird and it may not be as brilliant as it feels like it should be. (laughs) But in the same sense, I want people to be oxygen free because I want them to exhale. That's what you're supposed to do. You inhale and then you exhale. And now you're going to inhale again. But in that moment, literally, you've pushed all the oxygen out of your lungs. We could say that you're oxygen free. That doesn't mean you're not going to do it again. Because it's not going to be long before you need to inhale again. You're going to be shame-free. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen again in 10 minutes or an hour or whatever. I don't really care. It doesn't matter how much it happens. And you exhale it. You process it. You get from it. When you inhale, you get from the oxygen what you need. It, it takes care of you. It protects you. It helps you be stronger, healthier, et cetera, et cetera. But then you're going to exhale. And then you're going to inhale again. And that's all that's happening with the core emotions. They're firing in our brains. They're giving us a message. And then they're supposed to be gone, which is exactly what we did when we were 12 months old. These little ones, they're amazing connection coders. The emotion hits them. They convey it. They process it instantly, even at 3 o'clock in the morning, because that's what they're coded to do. That's what they're hardwired to do. That's how we're supposed to function. Yeah, and and when you have a chance to then also – co-regulate with someone else and share that shame with someone else. Again, that takes three minutes and you're not being Mm -hmm. a Debbie Downer. You're not like being the super negative person, Mm -hmm. but I'll give you a quick example. I made business cards for the event that y'all were going to last week and that had our core emotion will on there. And there were two different designs. And one of the designs I accidentally put shame twice mm. on the core emotion wheel. <laughs> and Phyllis uh, sent me a photo of it or something over the weekend or said, and, and I had looked at it multiple times. Y'all had looked at it multiple times and just never caught it. Yeah. It was actually a client. It was another, someone, someone else, else had seen it. Someone else saw it. Yeah. I didn't see it. No. And Phyllis sent me the photo. She was like, oh, sad. There's shame twice on there. And I... Oh, shame hit my body so (laughs) intensely. And I was angry at myself Mm. and just feeling so much shame. And so I did, I I processed it with myself in that moment, but I was so flooded with, I hate making mistakes, Mm. y'all. I was so flooded with shame that even later on when I saw Wes, I like was like, man, I feel so much shame. Mm. I accidentally printed the wrong will and it had shame twice. And I will tell you the difference in sharing with him I didn't think about it again until this morning's meeting. Whenever we were like, okay, we need to order new cards because, and the power of that regulation 
And I think shame, because Phyllis, you're right, it is a feeling of embarrassment Mm -hmm. at the surface level. We don't like to share our shame because often Mm. that feels like we're sharing our mistakes. And so I struggle sharing my mistakes with Wes more than sharing anything with him. I don't know if it, he knows I'm not a perfect person, but if I still want him to think that, that I'm better than I am or something. But so we keep our shame inside mm. often because we don't want to show what's underneath that iceberg. Right. We just did an episode right. about the yeah. iceberg. Yeah. But when we co-regulate that shame with someone mm. in just a quick sentence, oh, I feel shame because I messed up on this. Yeah. And they ooh you, it is so much more freeing yes, yes. than one, keeping it aside, mm. or there's power in doing it yourself, but man, taking to that new level was just so yeah. impactful yeah. for us. Yeah. You're a fabulous lab rat, because mm-hmm. that's what the research shows, so you're a good science experiment. Because when you processed it with another human who is safe for you, mm-hmm. it, Dr. Jim Cohn says it takes 80% less glucose to co-regulate than to self-regulate and we have to self-regulate sometimes that's what you did in the moment you process through the core emotion but then when you ever you can share it with a safe person and wes is just remarkable then you just whoa <laughs> that's a different level but yeah you're it's 80 percent better totally. if you will yeah it's amazing and i was yeah. able to work through the whole thing in my head because i forgot that i'd printed two different ones so i thought they were all messed up And so then in sharing with him, I even solved half of the problem for Mm. myself. And so there is, once you allow yourself to recognize it, then you can work through what that problem Mm -hmm. is and getting to the other side. And you got smarter. You figured out the problem because your cortexes are engaging better because the limbic system is cleared out. Amazing. And it showed Wes that he's safe to share with me Mm. because I make mistakes too. Mm. So now when he makes a mistake, he doesn't feel he needs to hide his mistakes or his shame from me because I'm showing him hey, I'm imperfect. And as long as we both realize that we're both imperfect people, anytime one of us puts a front on, it feels like the other one has to put Mm -hmm. a front on. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it opens up the conversation for now him to come to me with that vulnerability when he needs to do that. So that's another Mm -hmm. powerful way of connection. So now we are going to move into our core emotion wheel, which this is the four-minute tool that Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Mm -hmm. have created for us to learn how to identify Mm -hmm. these emotions, not just the shame, but all eight core emotions so we can process them so they don't get stuck and we're Mm. not living. Mm. Because for some of you, shame may not be the one you feel like you live in. Fear may be the one you feel like Mm. you live in or hurt or sad. So it helps you to get it out of your body and connect with that safe person around you, your partner or someone else. Uh, lots of joy that the sun is shining. Mm. Oh my goodness. Lots of joy just uh, being with you and just getting to live life. Mm-hmm. Very thankful for you. Um, hurt. Um, well, it was a, a hurt, physical hurt. I overdid it mm. this last uh, three days, right. walked way too much. So there's hurt in my knee. Um, felt sadness in that because. Um, I'd been doing so well. Yeah, I'd been pain yeah. free for so long, mm-hmm. but just overdid it. Did the amount of stairs uh, conference we were in. So, mm-hmm. um, I think yesterday morning I was hit with some loneliness with trying to get everything done, and mm-hmm. you kind of reacted as though you thought I was mad at you. It was mm-hmm. just everything that it was kind of trying to get done, and I know that it's hard for you to see all the things around me right. that need to be done, mm-hmm. and so sometimes it just feels like. Mm-hmm. That's a disconnect and just 
but I felt lonely in that moment. Fear, um, we have a lot going on right now. And then yeah. just we've got some exciting events. We're going to be mm-hmm. in Canada at the end of September, early October. We got a lot, though, to get to all those people. Yeah. So fear of just getting things done. We're going to be in Austin in the middle of October. Mm. And we just have a lot right yeah. now. So fear of not getting it all done. Um Guilt, just do feel guilt when I don't communicate to you. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I didn't tell you what was happening for me. I yeah. wasn't even aware of what was happening for me. I wasn't tuning in. I was just mm-hmm. being that task-oriented person that I can be. So um, th- those are shame moments too, because I know that's not fair to you. I can be a better version of myself and mm-hmm. actually tune in and, and well, tell you what's happening. Yeah. Cool. The anger is, um, I guess the driver is to... Oh, continue. Like even being at this conference, we were just observers, learners, we were networking, but that kind of the driver behind that is, oh my word, we need to get the connection codes out to the world. And I want to use that anger as a driver, just listening and being in all these classes and interacting with all these people. They have a lot of knowledge, but they don't have tools. Mm -hmm. And so these are simple tools to get out to the world. It can change the world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that same year, um, this conference was amazing and wonderful. We met phenomenal people mm-hmm. and so many people I talked to said, this is all great, but we don't know what to do now. Yeah. Nothing's practical. Yeah. This didn't really help wow. us at all. It's interesting information, but you know, what are we yeah. going to do now? Uh, and I feel shame in that sometimes, even at the conference where I'm like, oh my gosh, what is the matter with me that I don't network better mm-hmm. and, you know, connect and get wow. into those settings because yeah. we just uh, need to and, and some mm. guilt in that it's like dang it i gotta um, mm. nail this yeah. because the need is so fantastic in this conference over seven thousand practitioners yeah. at yeah. it that represents a lot of influence a right. lot of people right. a lot of outreach yeah. and uh, i miss on that so often mm. uh, because i'm not better wow. at networking uh, some fear in that at times just you know how, how do i present myself the mm. best uh, yeah. i'm I'm not good at at figuring out the best way to. Mm. So I walk in this. I don't know if I'm going to handle this wow. uh, the best. And there's loneliness in that. You know, a lot of these people have been coming to the same mm-hmm. conference for years, and they all know each other. And you know, very much they're partnered. Uh, and I miss on that sometimes. Mm. Got a lot of sadness about your your leg. Um, mm. We've just had yeah. so much fun together, and then I forget that. Oh, we got to be careful because yeah. uh, if she pushes too hard, that's going to be a detriment yep. uh, for her. Mm. Um, hurt actually. Um, hit my head uh yesterday on something and it hurt like crazy uh Uh, so much joy just being with you the conference was spectacular i want to do this kind of stuff with you the rest of our lives together (laughs) you're just so remarkable and i love watching people with you because everybody adores you thank you such an amazing amazing human but an amazing connector it's just a lot of fun getting to be Mm -hmm. with you thanks i love that thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. and Thank you to our listeners for mm-hmm. showing up. And I hope that you can even change that narrative of what shame represents for you yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And that you can flip the script in your mind of when it hits you, mm-hmm. instead of being bogged down by it, by asking it what it's meant for. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to show me right now? And learn from that and yeah. and continue to grow mm-hmm. as a person and evolve yeah. because that's how we all get better mm-hmm. and how we show up. And so if you have not shared a podcast recently with your friends, mm-hmm. I encourage you to send this podcast to three people mm-hmm. because I'm telling you, 
there are so many of us that are bogged mm-hmm. down in shame yes, and we're yes. not using it for what it's intended to be in, in so many areas of our life. So share this podcast with three people and thank you again. We do this mm-hmm. because you need this. You deserve this. So, so let's, let's do, do this. this. Let's do this.